Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great malicious compliance story where someone doesn't listen to another's advice. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, mid-2000s company-issued cell phone malicious compliance. I work in IT. Some are surprised that I tended to shun cell phones for most of my career. I didn't get one until about 2013, but a big part of the reason was that I knew that, working in IT, if I had one, my employer would expect me to be on call basically 24-7 with no additional pay or anything. There was slash still is a social expectation that you answer your phone, or at least reply via SMS or text, no matter where you are or what you're doing. Out on a nice date? Too bad, boss is calling. Dinner with the spouse? Too bad, boss is calling. Driving your kids to some important medical thing? Too bad, boss is calling. If or when you aren't quick on answering calls or messages, it's always a talking to the next day at the office. Despite the fact that 99% of your job can be done remotely, but that's another topic. Always been this way for IT staff. Won't ever change. So early in my career, around 2005-ish, I worked at an SMB of around 50 people. Help desk and network admin, working for an IT manager who had no real technical skills to speak of, didn't understand IP addresses, how or why different versions of Microsoft Office have slight variations in the user interface, didn't understand how flex LM floating license checkouts work, etc., but was good with crystal reports, so they were the IT manager and I was the flunky. This person spent about 80% of their time micromanaging my time and making sure I wasn't idle for so much as 5 minutes of my day. At one point, a person in another department who was working late had some trivial nonsense problem with Microsoft Excel that absolutely 100% could have waited until the next morning to resolve, but was annoyed that the IT manager was beyond clueless to solve his issue at 7.45pm and the regular help desk or network admin guy didn't have a cell phone he could call for off-hours support, so he complained. He complained the next morning by storming into the IT office and berating us, the IT manager and I, about how unacceptable the situation was, and then sent a five-page follow-up email cc'd to half the company, including the entire executive staff, about how intolerable it was that his dumb pivot table crap didn't get resolved in the late evening. So a couple of days later, I get pulled into a meeting with the IT manager and the HR lady. Reading the room, it felt like I was about to get fired or something. Not for nothing, but I was quite good at my job, and when I eventually quit a couple of years after all of this, it took them over a year to find a replacement. But it was far worse. They wanted me to get a cell phone. I politely declined, which they were prepared for, as they told me the company would pay for me to get a phone. I asked if I was going to get any kind of salary increase if I was going to be expected to actually answer it. My original employment agreement didn't include any on-call stipulations and was told there wasn't any money in the budget for that. A blatant lie, the CEO sent us the quarterly earnings every quarter, so I said that I'd take a company-issued cell phone and I'd even answer it after hours without demanding more pay on one condition. I got to pick the phone and the carrier. They were delighted, agreed in writing, and they were almost giddy as I got up and left the room. I found a Motorola Razor 
at the time a new and very expensive phone from NTT Docomo, a Japanese phone company that had the right kind of compatibility to work on the North American cell phone network, but retained a Japanese phone number and had an international roaming plan. I went out of my way to find the worst possible plan, and calling the phone would have incurred two-way international long-distance calling, plus the permanent international roaming fees and all that, and based on some quick math, it would have cost them over $5 per minute in total to call me. A day or two after the meeting with my boss and the HR lady, I requested the follow-up and presented the phone and plan I'd picked out. It was clear from the body language that they couldn't tell if I was kidding or not. The HR lady finally realized I was dead serious and asked why I picked something so expensive. I said with complete honesty, I find it almost offensive that you want me to be theoretically on call for an unlimited amount of time outside of the office, potentially disrupting literally everything I do outside of work hours, but weren't willing to offer me even one penny in compensation. Well, if someone wants to call me for support after hours, somebody somewhere is going to pay for that call, one way or another. They thanked me, said they'd get back to me about it later. The topic of me getting a company cell phone was never brought up again. I just find it sad that after OP pointed out their absolute failure in trying to treat OP fairly, that they would rather just blow it up and say, you know what, forget it. Rather than actually try to figure something out that if they need that on-call work, they can still get that service and make it worth OP's while. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, want to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, this cell phone provider won't work for me. Not my story, but my father's. Takes place probably 20 or so years ago in Midwestern US. At the time of this story, my father had his cell phone plan with the V network. Not sure if company names are allowed, but whatever, you probably know who I'm talking about. He chose that provider because he lived in a rural area, and at the time that was the only mobile provider that worked for him. He researched this, as best as his low-tech redneck mind could handle. This was the only viable option. My father's been in sales for most of his working life, specifically insurance sales. He is darn good at it. Make sure the client is taken care of right away, the way he would want to be taken care of. He's also the kind of guy that doesn't care where you are on a company's organization chart. He'll tell you exactly how it is with wanton disregard. If he's wrong, he'll admit it. But if he's right about something, he'll make extra sure you know about it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The bean counters at Insurance Co. he worked for decided they would provide him with a business cell phone, but with a different provider than the V Company. He called his boss and said, This probably isn't a good idea. It'll be in roaming where I live and it'll cost a ton in roaming charges. Side note, remember roaming back in the day? Boss says, nope, company knows best, use this new phone. Pop says, sure thing boss man. Malicious compliance, hammer time. So he gets new phone, uses it exactly one month's billing cycle, uses it for all calls. Business calls, personal calls, random calls to make a reservation at a restaurant, everything used the company phone instead of the company paying around fifty dollars or whatever it was for his phone plan because of roaming in his area as he said it would the cost of his phone bill was somewhere in the neighborhood of fourteen hundred dollars boss calls him on his personal phone and says put the company phone down shut it off don't touch it again unless it's to be put in a box We are overnighting you a new phone on the V network and you will send the other phone back to us. My dad in his ever so smart butt way said, next time, maybe pay attention to the guy who knows how it is. His moral every time he tells this story is that education does not always mean the same thing as intelligence. Thanks for reading. If OP's dad is a guy that truly prides himself on telling it exactly how it is, then surely he must have said you guys are going to get crazy roaming fees or whatnot or you're going to rack up extra fees if you don't go with this provider if they disregarded that or didn't think it would be that big of a deal well i guess it served as a serious learning lesson our next story is go home and don't come back till your hair is dried fine by me i'm a dyspraxic for those unsure what that is i have no sense of time and my mind works faster than my body so i can trip and bump into things and get called clumsy and lazy by people who don't understand it my employer was aware as i notify everyone and put it on application forms during my time working in the local hospital as an admin assistant in radiology i did fairly well attending work on time but to ensure this happened i sometimes had to miss out steps of my morning routine Usually things like brushing hair and having to do a messy bun so it looks tidy but can be done in two seconds, etc. On this particular day, I had a shower and once I was out of the shower, I realized I only had time to dress and get to work, so I must have been on a slow day. I dress as fast as I can and rub my hair as dry as I can and brush it so it's neat but damp and rush to work. Luckily, I lived by the back entrance and so only had to walk 15 minutes, if that, across the site and I made it on time. Once at work, I logged on and started working when my manager came over and said I should go home and dry my hair. This annoyed me since I wasn't dripping wet, it was a damp but almost dry. So I confirmed they were sending me home to ensure my pay. As if I agreed to leave, they didn't have to pay me. But if they told me to leave, they had to pay me. They confirmed that I had to leave and they were telling me to because I refused to leave willingly for damp hair. I walked home and realized they have no idea if I have a hair dryer or not, and since I'm being paid for the time it takes me to dry my hair, I'll sit watching TV until it's dry. I must have sat there for 2-3 to three hours and went back in time for my dinner break, then in the afternoon got back to working. The manager came over to ask what took so long. 
I responded my hair dryer broke, and as you didn't want me in until my hair was dry, I waited for it to dry naturally. They never complained about it again after that. I ended up working there four years in total and was one of the best people they employed. The manager asked if there was anything she could do to keep me, but since I was having trouble with my personal life at the time, there wasn't anything she could do. So she got a collection going for my last day and ended up with that much money, they had made a hamper with personalized gifts. And had so much left over, I ended up with a 50 British pound Amazon gift card too. I offered to do bank shifts where I could to help out, and did that for a year before I had to stop that too. But she even now still says she wished she had more people like me, we were connected on social media, on her team, and when jobs came up, she offered me them until she retired two years ago. See, I'm just really confused as to why your hair being damp is a big deal. I mean, I guess if it doesn't look that professional, but like if I walked into a place and I'm assuming this is in the morning and I see somebody with damp hair, I'm going to think, oh, they probably just got to work. Or some people kind of set it like that and kind of go for that look anyways. Unless OP's hair literally was dripping all over the place, I don't get what the big deal was. Just personal preference? This next story is, don't want my advice? Then suffer the consequences. So this story involves a railway and the collective agreement that we railroaders operate under. I'll try to simplify it since some terms are industry specific. This happened a few years ago. My crew and I were called for work on a train leaving east from the port. While doing our paperwork at the start of the day, I noticed through our live train tracking system that a westbound train was about 30 minutes travel time out from the yard, but only had one hour left on their federal hours of service which absolutely cannot be exceeded. They also had 12,000 feet of traffic to yard, which alone takes one to two hours to complete. As soon as I realized this, I called the local manager, called a TM. Now, I had 13 years seniority at that point. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The manager had spent six months as a trainee railroader before switching to management. Total seniority, maybe one year. I suggested that he swing us to a rescue ticket in the payroll system, and we would go out immediately and help that train. Normally, this would entitle us to a two-hour off-duty spacing between tickets, and up to eight hours rest if we wanted it, but we offered to decline that to help the other crew. He immediately declined and confidently explained that the crew was just fine, and they would be setting half their train out en route at a storage track. That move takes even longer than yarding in the port due to track clearances and stuff they needed to allow the moves. So I just shrugged, hung up the phone, and continued with my paperwork. It turned out that even if they had the time on their clock, that track had unreported cars in it. So the TM frantically tells them to make a run for the port, During this time, we'd gone out and started working on building our own train. We talked to the inbound crew and agreed to help them land the first cut of cars. 
and secure their tailed cut before their federal 12th required by law. So there we sat. The inbound crew landed half their train before houring out and left 6,000 feet of train blocking the only piece of rail in or out of the entire port terminal. TM then calls us on the radio and the conversation went like this. TM said, Hello crew, I need you to go down and pull that second cut in to clear the rail. Crew said, Okay. And then we taxi home? They said, No, no, you get back on your own train. Crew replied, No, we only handle one train per ticket, and this ticket terminates at our home terminal. So if we handle their train, we taxi home on pay. You could cancel us and put us on a rescue turn ticket like we originally suggested, but if we do it on this ticket, we go home. They reply, okay, you're cancelled and called on a turn. Crew said, so you're saying we're cancelled? TM said yes. Crew replied, okay, since we're cancelled after working, we're all taking an 8 hours rest, and we're the only crew in the terminal to do this work. The TM said, wait, what? Crew said, so are we cancelled, or is there a taxi coming after we yard that train? TM said, yard the dang train. Funny thing is, it was a beautiful summer day. If he had just taken my suggestion, we would have yarded their train and jumped back on ours, making two tickets worth of pay, but saving the railroad a lot of headache. Instead, we yarded half a train and got paid to play on our phones in a four and a half hour taxi ride for the same rate of pay as we would have gotten on the 10 hour train trip home. Basically, they only have one track in and out. The writing was on the wall that there was going to be a major headache OP gave them advice to save their butt and make everything work out so efficiently, and I'm willing to bet this guy was just too green to really realize the issue that was coming up. They kind of banked a little too much on everything just kind of sorting itself out. All I know is, usually if somebody's been working at a job for 15 years, I'm going to be pretty willing to listen to some advice they have to give. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.